Hey, what's going on, everyone? It is Brian, and welcome to episode 15 of the Brian Kenny podcast. I'm sorry that there hasn't been scheduled uploads happening as I promised that there would be. I'm a bold man. I should, yeah, I'm sorry, but there's reasons as to why. And there's also a reason as to, so the format of this podcast is going to change a little bit. Instead of it being, you know, like five points of life lessons of what BK is going through, it's going to change into just general discussion topics of what the F is going on in Brian's life instead. Um, And a way for me to almost use the podcast as a medium to pontificate and a medium just to... um, brain dump I guess on what's happening okay so where have I been Minicorp is in the middle of a substantially large contract probably one of the biggest that we've gone through and because of the scale we've kind of chopped up a couple of different client meetings so those meetings are where we sit down with the client we show them what we've done so far we show them our work property our 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 method of thinking as to how we started to build in that manner you know everything just a a real team meeting on the project and we also expect them to bring maybe some people who are going to actually use the app so we can do usability sessions and just even talk about how we've built it to date and are we on track is it on the right point all of the things basically all of the things and I think it's better to do that. I know that you should always stick to functional specs and say, well, we plan to build it this way. And you should. But at the same time, things change, people change. And when it's a really big build, it's better just to kind of sit down, take stock. Here's where we're at. Are we on the right track? Yes, no. If we're not, or if we need to kind of move a little bit left or right of center, sitting with the actual people who are going to use the app and getting their uh, input from it. So that was a really huge... um, demo that we had it was over in frankfurt in germany my german is terrible i need to get better i can what can i say alvidezen i'm beer bitte guten tag and i've learned choose as well which is i don't know anyway german is terrible not german is terrible i'm just terrible at speaking german <laughs> so yes that whole preparation for the team has been a really big toll It's been, you know, from a project management standpoint, from an actual deliverable standpoint, we've learned a metric ton. We've learned so much. And we've also, you know, you need to kind of take two, three days, four days and just chill after that demo and almost do what's called a retrospective where every person in the team talks about what has worked very well and what hasn't worked well so that we can just continually improve and make sure that we're going in the right direction, that we're innovating within the company and nobody's getting burnt out or tired or, you know, all of the things. Um, And that increase in the workload for me, plus the day-to-day running of all the other clients within Minicorp, plus the content of the vlog, the podcast, the Instagram. There was there was just too much on the plate. And I'm not sounding like a moaning Nancy here. I'm not trying to give out or anything. It's just more, there was just too much on the plate. And so something had to give. And unfortunately, it was the, it was the podcast in that scenario. And that's just the way that I kind of roll. It's you wake up every morning and you go write down your list of priorities of what you need to get done that day. 
And the days of when the podcast was on that list, I had to put it at the very bottom of the list or near to the bottom. And hence there was no podcast. Um, And I actually still agree with that mentality. I still agree that every single day you should be waking up and writing a to-do list, looking at the long-term objectives as well as the short-term objectives in order to prioritize that list and making calls based on it. And it's it's working, (laughs) I guess. Um, Other things that's been going on is we've really been getting into Asana in in Minicorp and Asana for those who don't know is like this project management software and we were never I would say great at project management I think a company doesn't get good at project management until the team starts to grow to a certain size and then we hired this amazing lady called Natalie Marquez Courtney she came and worked in Minicorp and helped us from a project management standpoint to get our shit together and that's from many different remits, from what type of time style do the different people within Minicorp have, you know, a full 360 evaluation on us, and then moving into what tool can we use in order to have a good rapport with our clients, but also a good, um, what would be the best word to describe that, a good way to structure our projects internally so that we can get through the most amount of work, but work as a very cohesive team together. And so Asana was that tool. And I think when the going got tough, we tended to kind of slowly move away from Asana, thinking that we were making the right decision, but we weren't. Over the last three or four months, we've been getting more and more into Asana. I'm using it as the main port of communication to the team and to the clients And everybody is just starting to gel in the software now. It's starting to, I think it's only as good as the people that use it. And if you're adamant in using it, you're going to initially have a lot of pushback from every other party. But the more that they start to see the benefits from it over the period of time, the more that everyone is like, okay, this this is really good. This is really healthy for the project and the company. Let's continue with Asana. So Asana is is really starting to take off for us. And I would highly recommend other people to check it out, asana.com. You can do other cool stuff like integrate with GitHub and integrate with Slack and all of the things so that you have a really good workflow. Which brings me on to another point, actually. So right now we're kind of starting to standardize our workflow. We had a new engineer come and start with us called Fatima. Fatima is amazing. What's up, Fatima, if you're listening to the podcast? Um, and she is a engineer, but it also brought to light how unstructured we are in a lot of respects in Minicorp. You know, every project had maybe something, small little idiosyncrasies that were different in each project, which caused Fatima to go, well, you know, how do I get started on this one or how do I get started on that one? Or I pull down the code from there and then it gets deployed over here, but that's different to the other project. And so there is a lot of really big inconsistencies to each project. And so we started to look at just standardizing the entire flow. And that comes from, um, we're, we're actually starting to work backwards. So we're looking at our production servers how we're deploying. We're using Heroku at the moment, but to use the actual pipeline workflow where you'd have a development server, a staging server, and a production server, 
how we use um, continuous integration. So right now we use something called Semaphore. Um, for those of you who don't know what all of this stuff is, so basically we tend to write test-driven um, code. So what that means is, first of all, before you write any piece of code at all, you would write a test and you would say, when you go to the login screen and you type in a username and password, if that username and password is correct, they, sh they should sign in. And that would be just one test. And so as you start to write more and more um, features and things to this code base, to this application over a period of time, you can, you can start to affect different parts of the application that you never thought that you would. And so what the continuous integration servers do is every time you, every time you try to deploy some code, it runs every single test and you test and you might have thousands and thousands and thousands of tests depending on the size of the application but it runs them all and says okay everything is still green send the code to production and it it allows you to have that just a little bit more quality assurance quality control um, to make sure that your your code is operating you're not breaking anything um, and yeah, so we're just working on standardizing that practice and Steve is starting to come at us with some really good um, Git workflows as well. So how we branch and how we feature release different um, different code bases and so on within a branch. Just a really good structure around all of that. I think it's going to work so that when the next... We're definitely going through like a scaling point right now at Minicorp and when the next engineer and the next engineer come on board... We can, we can start to develop what's called a playbook. A, this is how we do it in Minicorp. And we can ask them to read that. <laughs> yes. Okay. What else has been going on? Um, I've been really listening to the Kevin Rose podcast over the last while. And he is doing some really good stuff. Um, I will just search for Kevin Rose in the podcast in the iTunes store and you'll find it. But the latest podcast he did with with some guy who's writing an O'Reilly book on Bitcoin. He's written a couple of books before and he's doing one on Ethereum right now. And I've become more and more fascinated with cryptocurrencies in general. And the work that he's done or the podcast, it really deconstructs how Bitcoin came to be and not just the investment um, scale of what the coins mean, but what cryptocurrencies in general mean and how decentralized currencies mean mean a lot for the world it's like open source code but for for currency for payment for finance it's it's huge it's a really big deal and i don't know the the there's one point in it that i'm just going to describe and it made it for me if you can imagine that Every computer obviously has a plug and that computer, uh, you have to pay your electricity bill. And so when my computer is plugged in, I it's only one plug, right? And okay, I'm totally explaining this wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not explain this. I'm going to say go to the Kevin Rose podcast instead and go and listen to that episode because it's really good. And I'm going to end the podcast here. Thanks a million for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this one. Catch you guys next Tuesday.